sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that's Sean Sides. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, actually. How about yourself? Oh, no, I'm doing all right. I mean, last it's my Sunday today, so I'm just chilling out. That's tough. How do you feel about Sundays? Is it your like rest and relax day, or is it your like, I got one more day to have fucking fun and I'm going to bust out? Kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Today it's like a gloomy, rainy day in Fredericton. So today is like a kind of just a movie watching day and I'm thawing some pork chops for dinner later. I just made myself a nice little sandwich. So nice. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I like uh, relaxing Sundays. I, if I have to do stuff on Sundays, I'll do it. And sometimes it's nice to like, I don't know, get out. And if it's nice, I'll get out and do stuff. But I yeah. like my relaxing Sundays, prepare for the week ahead, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like today is just like, I don't know. Uh, like I was going to do laundry, but then I found out that Air Canada has their own laundry machine at the airport and that doesn't cost me money. So I'm just going to do my laundry at work tomorrow. That's sweet. Yeah. Have you ever, um, lived in a place with shared laundry? Like, no, I don't mean like in a house. I mean, in an apartment building where there's the machines and I hate that dude. Also the machines, like your clothes are never dry. No, exactly. And do you another cycle? You're like, I'm not spending that money to do that. What the fuck? Yeah, it seems like it's a big, it's a big fucking laundry scam, and I don't yeah. like it. No, I mean, it's really smart of them. And like, I lived in a building that was like a cool building, but in parts of the neighborhood, it wasn't the nicest neighborhood. So you did have some, I'll call, colorful riffraff in the building, and so I had to like kind of keep an eye on it. And there was only one time where I had something stolen, but there was a couple times where I went in there and someone had opened the door and left the door open of my fucking dryer. And then you're like, man, like, what do you do? You catch someone rifling through your laundry. Like, humans shouldn't have to like live like that anymore. No, it's it's silly and annoying, and I don't care for it at all. Like, uh, like I it wasn't so bad. What I used to do on like really lazy days is I lived a cross street from a laundromat when i lived on uh, lived in edmonton and so like certain days like like i was working two jobs and i was just like you know what for fuck's sake if you just gave them your laundry they'll do it for you for a price and i was just like you know what this is worth it (laughs) so that makes me think of like a cool father-son story i have of my dad um when when I was 13, he was going through some stuff and wanted to change. And Josh and Jen had already moved out of the house. Mm-hmm. So he decided to move us to Lloydminster for a year. And uh, when we got up there, he was supposed to have a condo waiting for us. Like he got a job up there and uh, he had a job, but they said they had an apartment for him. We got up there with all of our stuff in a U-Haul. Oh, sorry, your apartment's not going to be ready for two months. And so we were already up there. Our other place was already gone. We were kind of in a pickle, but we, uh, ended up staying in this motel and the motel had no laundry. So we ended up like, fuck, we got to find a laundromat. So my dad looked around and there was one that was like maybe 10 blocks away. So we pack up all our laundry, um, walk the 10 blocks and 10 blocks in Lloydminster at the time was like 10 farm blocks, not 10 city yeah, blocks. Yeah, so I'm like a chubby kid, like Jesus Christ, dad, like, can't you just do a goddamn line? Like, well, you I, you got to carry your laundry. I'm not carrying your laundry. So we get all the way over there. We get there and there's an arcade, like probably 15 arcade machines and a pool table, a loony pool table. 
So then that became a thing that we did weekly while we lived in Lloydminster. We'd go do our laundry while we were staying in that motel and uh, play pool. That's so, awesome. It was a really fun like memory I have now of just me and my dad time. When Josh and Jen moved out, I got a lot of solo time with my dad, mm-hmm. like five more years of just me and him, like or four more years of just me and him. And then he got with Doreen and Doreen came into the picture. Right. So we mm-hmm. had like bro time. Basically, we'd go to Red Robins once a week for dinner, usually on Wednesdays and then, uh, you know, do things like that. That's awesome. It's weird how the place wasn't ready for like another two months. So that's a little bit fucked up. It was a pain in the ass. Yeah. It was like, they kind of tricked him into moving up there and cause they wanted him to fill the position. They were like, Oh crap. So it was like the craziest thing ever. Cause you're 13. You're used to like having a home. We had to put all of our stuff into the only storage center of any kind at the time was through churches. And so my dad contacted the local church and they stored our stuff for us for two months in one of their storage units. Wow. Yeah, which was really cool. And like, my dad's, you know, a hardworking man, and he's had a hard path. He's had to fight to make his path in life always. He's never had things easy. And so we get the place finally after two months. And the church is probably 20 farm blocks away from where our new place is. He didn't have a vehicle at the time. So my dad starts huffing the stuff one by one from the church to 20 block, 20 farm blocks to the house. And yeah, that's how life was. <laughs> that's, that's brutal. Some guy actually stopped, though. I think he was on load four or five. He was carrying a two-seater couch mm-hmm. on his back by himself, 20 farm blocks. And a guy pulled up in his truck and was like, they're like, throw it in the back of my truck and I'll give you a hand. And my, you know, they get talking. I was like, yeah, I'm moving, you know. And he's like, you're moving like just the couch. And I was like, well, no, like me and my son just got our place. And I, you know, I got to get stuff over there. And the farmer was like, you know what? I got nothing to do today. Let's, let's go get the rest of it. So he took my dad. I think my dad said three trips and my dad tried to force gas money on him. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I, it was fun for me to have someone to hang out with for the day. And I, I like helping people out. So it was just, you know, you find those eight. You find angels in the world every day, I think, you know. I love that small town community kind of thing. Like you see like a neighbor in need of help and then they just step up and make it happen, right? For sure. I try to be that in my own community too. You know, like I like to help people. It's such a good feeling when you can do something nice for someone you don't know. And whether it's like something stupid, like buying the Tim Hortons for the next per- the person behind you, like the pay it forward thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like holding a door open for someone who's in, in need or whatever it is, like. In my neighborhood, there's a guy who rides around the neighborhood on his um, non-motorized wheelchair Mm -hmm. and not everybody shovels. So anytime I see him and he's struggling, I'll hop out of the car, run and push him to the bus stop or wherever he needs to get to within the region. And then I have a nice day. I don't ever talk to him. I'm just like, I see him. I I don't think I just run and start pushing his wheelchair. He's like, oh, thanks. And we've never had a sentence to each other, but (laughs) I always push him around. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, oh, I love that kind of stuff. And then it's always nice to see when people get together and like do like when people act like humans, because we're all kind of in this together. Right. For it, sure. It's a thing that I it makes me happy to see because you, you see more awful shit than not, especially in like the news and with everything that's going on. Everyone for sure. Team and then they are a part of that team and fuck you otherwise kind of thing. It's so easy to be kind. 
Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like as crazy as stupid as that might sound, it's, it's so easy to just brighten someone's day sometimes, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a smile, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I like to joke around and mess around with people and I've told you like how I worked at seven 11 and everyone who'd come in, I try to make them leave with a smile on their face. So I got good at cracking every different kind of nut when I see someone and I can tell they're not in a good mood. I'm like, I'm going to leave you with a better mood than when we came together, you know? Yeah, no, that's always a good kind of thing. I like that, especially now that we're in like the Christmas season and all that of just for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good, it's a good way to be. I appreciate that about you, Sean. That's a good, good exercise, call. patience, and walk with grace. That was deep. <laughs> Can't say what you said was deep. It kind of takes away from what you said. That's why I said it because it was stupid, <laughs> and I was like, "Just shut up, Sean. Just stop <laughs> saying stupid words." <laughs> fucking right right on yeah i call um, your own bullshit sometimes exactly speaking of bullshit i started enterprise have you sean first and foremost the theme song you were not kidding <laughs> what the actual fuck is that Do you have like, faith of the heart yet no and i <laughs> i think i listened to it three or four times before i went yeah oh, thanks oh it's brutal like worst intro to any star trek ever Ever. I, I just like also Star Trek isn't like known for having like amazing theme songs. Like I think it was like TNG and like the rest are just like really long musical pieces. I know you feel that way, but I like I did I grew up on these the DS9. You know, I play that for me. I'll sleep like a baby. Yeah, but but that's what it is. It's just like these big long musical pieces that you're just like, Jesus Christ, we don't like you don't have to, but here we are. There's like 14 people in the main cast. We got to get them all in. So here's a nine minute theme song. Yeah. And I, like now Enterprise is just like, yeah, we're gonna do the same thing. But now we have pa- lyrics and we're a power. Ba- <laughs> like, was this a song that was written for the show? Or is this I a honestly, song that I they don't, took? I'm not too sure about the exact details of how it became the song. I just know that it's been widely hated by almost every single fan ever. Yeah. However, like I said to you, it fucking grows on you. And you know, I don't mean this in a growing way. Like, you know how I met your mother, that uh, one with Marshall and Ted when they go on the road trip together, when they like became best friends. Yeah, yeah. I would walk 500 miles and I, like the way it comes around. Yeah. That's what I would say about this song is I do not like it, but I know it. And it's yeah. in my fucking head. So if someone says, like, on the internet, it's a running joke of Enterprise fans, people will just post in the group Faith of the Heart. And the second they do that, it just begins in your head. You're like, you son of a bitch. Like, so it's kind of funny in that way, in the nostalgia yeah. way. Um, but I will say this. Yeah. There's some very interesting things that are going on in this show. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of shower scenes. Yeah. Um, some of them Vulcans. make sense. Vulcans. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Vulcans are questionable. Hmm. No, I'm just saying, like to Paul, she's pretty. Uh, she's a looker. Oh yeah, she is. But like every Star Trek has their babe. But like, man, like they have her like the one scene where they have to like wash one another, and you're just like, cool. We're just gonna be yeah. okay with this. Like antibacterial wash. It makes sense. Like, yeah, we're not as advanced. It's not built into the transporter, right? Yeah, I like. There's a lot of that, but then <clears throat> I don't know. There's like. I How get it because you? you're at the beginning stages. Like this is 30 years after first contact, right? 
there's a lot of stuff on four where like they there's a one where they they're helping a ship and they he has to spend like four hours in decontamination before he goes into their ship. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like I'm, it makes sense. There's a lot of stuff that you're doing that makes sense because the oh, yeah. all, all of the, what they're doing is new technology. The continuity of it's good. Yeah. However, I I still need. I, you need time. It's it's the first yeah. season. It's the first season we've yeah. talked about this. Every Star Trek is the same in that way. It yeah. takes a bit to get going. Yeah, and like again, it's the first Enterprise, <laughs> and then we got uh, what's his name from Quantum Leap. The yeah, Scott Bakula. Yeah, Scott. Did Bagula. you ever watch Quantum Leap? No. Solid show, dude. Solid science fiction. Yeah. yeah. Like you know how Doctor Who jumps around in his thing yeah in reality i don't know because i haven't seen the show really well but i vague i vaguely know it's like he jumps from body to body which is really trippy yeah so he's just but is he just like temporarily he's a temporal agent yeah but is and... he really temporarily like possessing people yeah 100 percent. okay it's so cool because like let me just sorry where i know we're on enterprise i gotta break this down for you because it's really good and an episode stands out to me in my mind because i haven't seen it since i was a kid but so he jumps into people's bodies because either a they were supposed to live through a situation or b they were supposed to die and they didn't die and they're temporal agents and they need to fix the timeline and so he jumps into his older brother's body in vietnam who died in vietnam and he has to make sure that his brother dies or he's like someone in his platoon or something like he, he isn't his brother, but he has to see it through and make sure that his brother dies or else it's going to be like a fucked up timeline that'll destroy the the future of the history kind of thing. So it's like deep ass episodes like that. I know you're going to say, well, that's fucking stupid, but it's just deep. Like it was interesting in all the layers because they take you through history in the show yeah. as well, different time periods, but give yeah. No, my big thing with Scott Bakula is when he joined the cast of Chuck in like season three. Have what? Sorry, Chucked? Chuck. Chuck. Okay, never heard of it. It's a really good show. Okay, continue. Um, it's like a it's a, like a spy show, and a, just this innocent bystander kind of gets uh, this government program into his brain, and then he knows all these government secrets just by things that trigger it, and then he gets all the information on it. Right. And then he becomes like this well-protected government thing and he's just trying to continue to live his life. It's a pretty decent show. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, he's a he's a quality, genuine actor. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And like the novelty that he plays a little bit in Enterprise as the captain is like, this is the first Warp 5 ship. You know, yeah. he's an explorer at heart, but yeah. you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, he good. does like a good job. And then... uh like again, we're seeing Klingons with the full ridges and stuff like that. So it's leaving me to be like, if this is canon, where are the non-ridge Klingons? Are we gonna Thomas? I want you to put your seatbelt on and get ready for the ride because yeah. all your questions might be answered. Yeah. So I'm gonna hang on to Enterprise for now. I think I got like nine episodes deep and just I, I have to take like a little break. I'm going to get back into it. Yeah. But God, that theme song is awful. Uh, uh, I think the bad. engineer is the engineer just doing like uh, a DeVry's Cal. What's his name? <laughs> uh, um, it's short form. He's a third trip trip. Yeah. Trip. But isn't he just doing like a McCoy impression? Cause that's what it sounds like. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like you're hitting on all the things that people hate most about Enterprise season one is the stupid accent, the fucking horrible theme song. Like it's hard. It's hard. They made this show hard to like at the beginning. It is yeah. hard to like. Yeah, it's odd. Like I like that they don't have uh, replicators, so they have to have like a, a cafeteria, Chef. and like yeah. it reminds me of like you know having to set the seas and having like your own cook, and then the captain like dines with like the higher ups and stuff like that. Um, I'm also confused with the translator person. How does oh, she, she just what she just figures shit out? Yeah, she's really smart. She's a linguist. Linguists yeah. do that. They exist on Earth too, right now. People really? that can this just hear a, a language where they can just like yeah, you give them like kapla and they just like yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, what I you're can saying. speak fluent Klingon now. Yeah, I think it's a thing. I don't know. Linguists out there, please reach out to us at Two Sides of the Story. <laughs> <laughs> I but yeah, it's a thing. It's a job. Okay. I just, I don't, I, it, and then like she develops the program for translation. I, I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot going on. Like I understood like Yahura was like the linguist for OG, but she like, she had to take courses yeah. on like languages and stuff. <clears throat> like you had to learn this stuff. Yeah. Well, we she's just like, what... she's like meeting a Klingon and then like eight words in she's like no I know the whole language I can translate for you captain no problem (laughs) (laughs) you make very valid points we don't know what kind of literature was read whilst in quarters um there could have been a background we didn't have Klingons like they just like (laughs) granted the Vulcan database could have lent to it I don't know Uh, you make very very valid points my kind sir (laughs) and and so and so there's that uh, I like the doctor character. He's like an actor that I've always like seen through stuff. For sure. I mean? So I like it's, that. Intenobulans are interesting too, the race. Yeah. Have we seen that race before? I and, don't think we ever had before. And see, that's the thing that bothers me too. It's just, why are you creating new well, races no, that we haven't seen yet? We've heard of them, but we hadn't seen them. Okay. I think that's what it was. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm better with that. Because like, I don't understand, like, like through everything else, like, they're not, if they're throwing things new at you, it's because it's new to them, and I'm on board for that. Give us yeah. new species. That's the whole point of space exploration. But if we're going to go back in time and they'll be like, this is this, and, oh, cool. So we just never see this guy's fucking people ever again now? For sure. I understand what you're saying 100%. I do like, I don't know how far you've gotten in. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but there's Andorians, which were in the original series, the blue guys. Yeah. And it's really cool that they like show them again and we rehash it. Cause obviously TNG DS nine Voyager had zero. So yeah. you get to go back and see some of the races like before they were in the Federation, which I appreciate. Yeah. But it's all, it's a, it's a fun ride. Trust me. Yeah. No, I, I, again, it's more Star Trek and yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm into it. Once you get um, to season two, it'll it picks up and you're like, okay. And then season three, you're like, okay. And then season four, you're like, why did it have to end after only four seasons? All right. So well, that's fine. That's fair. I think that's like the theme with most first season of Star Trek, as you were saying yeah. before, is just all right, let's get the story going. And then which is sad too, because it's kind of a deterrent for new fans. You know what I mean? Like if I'm trying to show 
somebody Star Trek and I say, okay, let's start TNG season one right now in today's world, they've never seen Star Trek. They're going to be like, holy fuck. And like, you got to get them 48 hours in. And then they're like, okay, this is okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this is what I like about like, with, see, with, if I was going to show someone TNG, I wouldn't start with season one. No, I, I, I would be either. like, I would be like, listen, like I would probably start with like, the end of season three and into season yeah. four. Like I want to be like, too. <clears throat> like this is like the kind of show we get to like the Borg is fucking intense. Yeah. Yesterday's enterprise, like certain episodes where they're like, that's a good episode. It makes you think, or they're like I've shown, I showed crystal uh, the one where he learns to play the flute first. Cause it's like kind of a cool love story slash interesting technology kind of story. Cause then they're like, Oh yeah, this is pretty interesting. Like you there have to pick- that full life. And then, yeah, that's a, such a cool concept. Yeah. That was a good episode. Anyways, like, I should probably give a quick breakdown. He gets zapped in the head. He lives out an entire lifetime in his head, has a wife, has kids, wakes up, realizes a probe that shot this thing at him, gave him the memories because the race no longer exists because it was destroyed. Check out the episode. Damn good episode. You want to tell them what episode it was or what season? Inner Light, season five, episode 19, I believe inner light are you actually serious yeah that's impressive i can't do that with any star trek i don't know if i'm right but i bet i'm really fucking close oh what just for the fun of this uh yeah entertaining the fans because i'm looking this up right it now. is called the inner light or inner light i know that for sure so you can just write inner light tng yeah i'm excited to hear come on baby i should win a prize give me a prize star trek so we got here the uh what, what what did you say again? Episode nineteen. It is season five. Yeah. Episode twenty five. Oh, okay. I was off by six episodes. Original air date June first, nineteen ninety two. It's a good fucking episode. That's awesome. I mean, you're really like that's pretty close. I wouldn't even have guessed season. Five I knew the name one. of the episode and the season. I just I knew it was around the end of the season, but I always forget there's twenty six episodes in those seasons, which is so nice. Yeah, TNG ran for like a night. They had a nice, like, long fucking run. That's what kills me about the new Star Trek is like 12 episodes, 11 episodes, 13 episodes. I'm like, for fuck's sakes, I want yeah, but more. I do, but it tries to make those episodes quality. Like, look, look at the other episodes that there are some, did, like, they're not just, they're not that great. Yeah, some, that's true. There are some that are just filler episodes, and you're just like, you're not wrong. But at the same time, like we've both said, sometimes those hit for others that they don't hit for me. You know what I mean? But No, exactly. So uh, I just wanted to say that it was fun playing the hockey pool with you guys. And like, it was nice being in the lead for a bit there, but I'm fucked. I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) I'm basically out, Thomas. I'm basically out. There's no chance of getting back on top again. I'm basically done. I don't. I'm in what, fifth right now? That's so bad. Yeah, but I mean... What? How? Like McDavid got suspended a game, right? No, just uh, last five minutes of one game. Okay. And now we're on a four-game losing streak, which all my fucking players are on the Oilers, so fuck my life. And yeah. then I got Shesterkin injured. I got fucking Braden Point injured. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. You you can either a make some trade uh, trades. So like right now you have no goalies. No, I have no goalies. That's painful because that's big points. Yeah. Chesterkin should be back soon. It didn't look too serious. So, yeah. And Carey Price has been skating with equipment on. So, yeah. there's a chance he might be back in the coming weeks. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I, I the, the, what I like is like there's still plenty of hockey like to play. Like yeah, so far away from April. It's so. just being in fifth. Like it's so low on the spectrum. I, I just don't see so it come back. Fuck yourself. <laughs> you see what you finally picked up on what I was fucking getting at. <laughs> don't fuck yourself. I am on. I am in tenth, but I made like a few moves. Like I got one injury, and then. But I'm still thinking like there's a conspiracy on my team of just guys going like, and it'll be really fun if we just didn't get any points for like two, three <laughs> weeks, guys. Oh, are we Thomas's goalies? Let's just lose every fucking game and just lose some points. Like yesterday, I had Mackenzie Blackwood got me a shutout, and then he got me negative one point. I'm just like, hey man, some consistency, please. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, it's fun to watch and like. We were kind of teasing on our cousin Paul side six six in the group because he was floating around the bottom for a while. Yeah. And where's he sitting now? He is sitting at uh hold on, fourth place. So pretty and darn you're good. in sixth place. Uh, who's fifth? Uh Hogan. Oh, okay. Uh right yeah, now the is. top two are Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And then Uncle John's at in third. But it's tight, though. Anyone that has a good day, like if I have a good day, I get bumped up a, a bunch of spots. I just need yeah. a good day. It's true. And that's the fun part about it, too. You have a bad day and everyone else has a mediocre day. You can be pretty fucked, too. Like even yeah. mine, like no one had any huge days. It was just three or four in a row where my guys didn't perform and everyone was able to overtake me finally. And I'm like, I'm looking at like I'm looking at today's schedule. Like we're recording this on uh, Saturday the the 11th here um like i'm looking at it like montreal's playing st louis i got three guys on st louis yeah i i, I should be getting a ton of points like i'm montreal as a montreal canadians fan like we're not that great this year so my st louis guys hey get together score all the goals blow up the canadians i don't give a fuck preferably they'll set up kairu <laughs> no my guys only <laughs> And then Toronto's playing Blackhawks. Austin Matthews, if there was a day to get a fucking hat trick, today's <laughs> the day. I like Anaheim, that you still I have, have hope. Few, I have a I few like Anaheim you. guys, and they're playing Penguins. And Penguins have been, like, really up and down. But I, 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 like, to, I like to see what the Anaheim does. New Jersey's playing, but Blackwood's not, uh, not going to be in Nets today. I think they're giving him a rest. So that's zero points for me there. Um, and then Oilers are playing Carolina. Maybe Darnell Nurse can give me a few assists. Here oh, fuck. We're on a four-game skid right now, and Carolina's no joke this year. So yeah. it's going to be a, a tough game, but we got to come out big. And I got three guys on L.A., and I'm hoping for a big game there. Yeah. That's all it takes, a couple of big games, a couple of big yeah. nights. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had one of those barn burners yet where the Oilers score eight goals in one night. Those are the games that are really going to help, and they'll happen. They have the offensive output to be able to pull it off. It's just a matter of it coming to fruition the right night. Yeah. That'll boost me. But, yeah, it's fun. The hockey pool is a great time. Uh, it is a lot of fun. And, it, it yeah, it's uh, – I thought I'm, – I'm upset that I'm not doing as good. Like, I find myself checking it all the time. Like, I know you say you don't check it all that often, but – I check it every single day, every five minutes at least. <laughs> Even when there's no hockey being played, just in case I miss something. Yeah. 
It's, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I wake up at three in the morning and I'm like, I better have a look just in case. Yeah. Just in case there's been some movement. Now, now I don't because what's the point? I'm in fifth. So, but you're in sixth. Say, wow, Thomas. Would you like me to lay down on the floor so you can continue to kick me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you know that you're doing a lot worse than you think you are. <laughs> in my mind, I'm still in fifth place. I'm still in fifth place, guy. <laughs> in reality. <laughs> You're in six. You're not even in the top five. Yeah, and tonight the Oilers shit the bed again. I'm gonna be like coming to hang out with you around tenth. See, that was the like, but that was the thing. Like I warned you about, like pre-draft. Yeah, and I knew, I knew this. Yeah, like you're you're gonna do good because the Oilers are a good team. However, there are going to be games where they yeah. do not get any points. Yeah, and your team is gonna hurt because you're like twenty five percent, one hundred percent. It's four four games in a row now, losses with like so minimal goals scored. It's yeah. decimated me. It took me from first to sixth. Yeah. So it is what it is. That's fun yeah. though. Yeah, I mean, but again, like they'll get wins again, and then everyone's like, everyone was rolling their eyes at you the whole time. Like, oh, sides night. Yeah. Uh, he's got McDavid, so that's like easy forty points in a game for him. I find it funny though. Like, not a lot of people stand by their team. You know what I mean? They didn't stack their team. I believe in my guys. I know well, there's a, there's a thing in hockey, right? You can't if you pick your team to bet on, you normally don't succeed. I have experienced that, like you wouldn't fucking believe. Yeah. So every Toronto game, every Detroit game, I had these fucking guys locked in for bets, and just give me one fucking win, Edmonton, for like ten years. I was like. Like, why? Why did I bet? I stopped eventually because I'm like, okay, I might as well just fucking give you my paycheck. It was only $5 a game, obviously, but I'm not a big yeah. gambler. Yeah, so I don't make bets on, like, the Montreal Canadiens ever. Like, teams I like, I don't bet on. I, I, I choose teams that I don't really have a – you can look at it differently that way, too. That makes sense, yeah. So, like, I – like I'm, see, I'm being surprised by a lot of teams. So when I did my draft – I picked teams that I thought would go that would win more. Yeah. Um, which Edmonton's a good choice. They are they're gonna win games, but like oh, there's yeah. still other teams. Like there's a lot of guys that are a strong Colorado base or a strong Minnesota base or a strong um uh Washington base. Like there's these teams that you just can't sleep on. Yeah, no, it's 100% true. That's part of the reason when one of my guys got injured, I picked up a Vegas player that maybe wasn't one of the best players out there, but I knew Vegas is a pretty damn good team and they yeah. have a lot of guys that can put up points. So, yeah. But no, well, it's fun. It's always a fun thing to participate in. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it, it, and then, and then again, it's like 50 bucks at the end of it, right? Yeah. We'll it's a treat out, just so. to have an investment too, right? Yeah. And he also gets you interested in other games. Like, yeah. I've watched so many Anaheim and LA games because I have an investment <laughs> there now. That's funny. It's yeah. funny too when you're like watching, you know, there's that one actually Molson Canadian commercial that we can give a little bit of a prop to because he's like when you're when you're when you're cheering for the home team but the guy in your pool scores. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just like like it, it, and it's a good way to be like I, I've said on the podcast a bunch of times, like I am an Oilers and Canadians fan. Like those are the teams I root for. Yeah. But I mean, right now I'm invested in the teams that I have in a hockey <laughs> pool. So when I see St. Louis is playing Montreal today, I'm like, Hey guys, 
run up the fucking scoreboard. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I do like at the end of the day, I am a hockey fan first and an Oilers fan after in the sense that like team Canada, good sportsmanship. Like if a, an Oilers player does something that is not a fucking nice play in hockey, I am just as upset at them as I would be someone from another team. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some things don't belong in the game and I am a fan of hockey. I can appreciate other teams, other good goals that someone scores on us. I'm like, that was a nice fucking goal or that was a nice save. I never, I wouldn't inherently shit on a bad hockey play unless it's Calgary and then fuck them. Everything they do is just, it shouldn't be in hockey, but everyone else and kind of Vancouver and sometimes Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, See, now you're just shitting on all um, Who else do we got? Uh... <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Yeah, Winnipeg. Fuck Winnipeg. I have a lot of hate for them. Yeah, because they swap. I'm getting heated over here, Thomas. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to let some of this shit go, buddy. Or else you're gonna... <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. Yeah. Hockey's um, fun. Can we talk about Hawkeye episode four? Yeah, we sure can. We just can't talk about anything that happened in the episode or any of the cliffhangers or Clint hangers for that matter, um, because I haven't watched it yet. But we can talk about the fact that there is an episode four. You could say things like episode four looks good. Episode four. I enjoyed it. But don't say anything specifically about the show, maybe, or episode in particular. Okay. It's going to be a real joy to discuss with you, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) So, episode four exists. Yeah, I heard it exists. That's exciting. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I will mention that you should probably watch Black Widow before getting into episode four. Yes. Well, you should have watched Black Widow before getting into this whole series, mostly because, like, there were scenes that were in, uh, that were going to, like, hint towards being in Hawkeye anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm going to watch that. I'm excited to see it yeah. for sure. And so it's intriguing. What I do like about it, it's been like, because you know how like when Endgame happened, everyone was just like Tony Stark and then we got Spider-Man Far From Home and it was like a big Tony Stark funeral yeah. kind of thing. And then we're mourning the loss of only Tony Stark. Yeah. This is this is like Natasha Romanov getting her, getting her farewell, her goodbye. The people that like that meant something to her or like you know really feeling her loss interesting yeah i like that uh that idea yeah so it's good because like i i always felt that black widow got robbed of like her sacrifice was huge for sure help save the world it not only did it help save the world like like tony stark's sacrifice caused to save the world her sacrifice was just to put them in the fucking ball game to save the world. For sure. Like, there's a much, much bigger sacrifice for a gamble to to just, you know... Uh, to, 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 Had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll definitely yeah. catch up on those two things, and we'll discuss yeah. it in an upcoming episode. That sounds good. And he's probably throwing Shang-Chi in there anywhere. Yeah, I got to get on that shit too. It's yeah. a, I can't commit to that one for sure too because I'm already talking like four or two and a half hours of watch time. Yeah. But in a week, that'll be, I'll get it. But I mean, if you have like a lazy Sunday, just throw her on and just chill out, relax, maximal cool. 
That would be nice. I look forward to such a day. Yeah. Um, I want to give a little, I want to give a couple of shout outs on this week's episode. Um, first to our cousin, Deanna, because uh, she sent me a little care package in the in the mail yesterday. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, just like, well, like a welcome to the new apartment. Like you got a new spot. So Auntie Amelia uh, knit me some dishcloths. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a nice thing to have. Yeah. So I have dishcloths. And then they gave me not one, but two right-handed oven mitts. That's cute. Yeah. So, like, I guess she didn't realize, like, she just grabbed two and went, like, these. <laughs> but no, they're, like, two right-handed mitts. <laughs> Whatever. It's adorable. Yeah. And then uh, Deanna threw in this mug. It's a uh, Harry Potter, I solemnly swear uh, I am up to no good. So that's a nice. dope little mug. And then she also threw in this little Groot, like, desk decor. So, like, I wow. got... When I get my whole desk set up, that's where this guy's going to go. Talk about thoughtful beyond all. Yeah, like it's a nice thing. Like I said, I want a dishcloth. And then she also threw in some chocolate and stuff. I'm not a big, yes. like I also threw in like these uh, M&Ms and stuff. Yummy. But as we discussed before on the podcast, I'm not an M&M guy. That's funny. Which is like, it's not me being shitty. It's just. It is what hey, I do. you got snacks to put out when company's over. Oh, or exactly. Or what I'm going to do is uh, when I go back to work tomorrow, I'm just going to put them on the table and be like, if you guys like M&Ms, have some M&Ms. Nice. That's always a kind thing to do for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I got like a snow uh, and I got my first Christmas card in the new apartment. It was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. We got an email today um, telling us that your package should arrive on the 16th of December. Oh, awesome. I got I to gotta ship yours out. There's still one more thing I need to get for you before I ship yours out. But uh, yours will be shipped out soon. For sure. Yeah. Oh, show. Yeah. So that'll be like a, like a this week challenge kind of thing. Indeed. Yeah. Fucking Christmas shopping, man. Like, where are you at? Are you done? Oh, fuck no. I have so much to do still. I'm usually like, I try to get a few people out of the way early on, like even October, November, if I see something, you know what I mean? But this year there was not a lot of that. And so now it's going to be crunch time right away here where I got to get all of it done. Yeah. So like my mom and sister, like they talk all the time. And so Michelle went ahead and got my mom exactly what she asked for, which is fine. And then like, I saw something for like it's a little outside of the box, and I want to get it for like this week, um, and then, and then I got to figure out what to get Michelle and David, which is always like a pain in the ass. Like, do I? Yeah. Because like the like they're the kind of people that if they want something, they'll just go and get it. That's understandable. I could yeah. see that. Which is, um, I want to maybe like reach out to them and ask them how they feel, how they have felt about having a sword in their house knowing that you are going to take yours home eventually, maybe you could get them a house sword. <laughs> yeah, I put their, their swords in the basement, which is perfect because their basement's unfinished, so it's creepy as fuck. Nice. So whenever Michelle goes down there, I think she just grabs the sword. and just... You know she does. She has like a Wonder Woman sword moment where she's yeah. like, I'm going to swing this motherfucker around. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If not... I got to figure out how to get that here. It's either I go on a nice long road trip and yeah. get the sword and come back or i figure out how to get it boxed out properly and shipped here without being broken 
Yeah, a sword can be shipped for sure. Yeah. You know what's good for them is the wrapping paper rolls because it fits over the blade and then you can kind of wrap it in paper and send it. Oh, okay. It's actually a decent idea. Yeah, I've fucked around with swords a few times. Nice. When I had my uh, Japanese katana from the time of the samurai um, cleaned and um, professionally polished, I had to send it to Japan. So it was uh, was a cool process. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't have a real katana. That'd be cool, though. Well, then why are you lying to me? I just wanted to tell you a cool story to impress you about swords, but I really don't have any cool stories about. Now swords. I feel like you're a liar, and I just and I don't respect you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to call me on my bullshit because I thought I was making it obvious. Because oh, it sounds like something you would absolutely buy. I know that's you. why it was too believable. That's the problem. Man. I don't have anything that cool. It sounds like an expensive, <laughs> dumb thing that you would have done. I should have. And if I see the opportunity arise, you bet your damn ass. <laughs> no, I like Scottish swords. I like that layout. Yeah. That's my like style of sword. If I'm going into battle, I'm not using a katana. That's fair. With the broadsword, yeah. I feel like the katana <clears throat> do more damage than a broadsword. I think so, yeah. A katana in theory. Well, the thing is, what's funny about katanas is they have to be um, used in the exact proper way because the blade does contain is like ceramic coated in metal. So if you cut improperly with a katana, you will shatter it. Mm. Whereas, whereas uh, like Scottish swords are steel, which yeah. could theoretically be stronger. Depending oh, yeah. on- but what I'm saying is because they're such a heavier thing, like I feel like you could be quicker and more lethal with a katana. Than I you- agree. Yeah. If you had a claymore, if you had just like a short sword though, anybody's game. For sure, for sure. It's good sword talk. Yeah, I mean, I'm a non-expert, and you you spend a lot of time with swords, so I'm I have. Yeah, little... I've trained with a sword as well. Obviously, not in the practical way of hitting people with a real sword, but we had wooden swords in kung fu that we were trained like yeah. to use. Ultimately, it's a fun uh, tool. No, yeah, right on. Yeah. Um... So impractical. It's funny when you like get into that aspect of martial arts when they're like teaching you how to use a staff how to use uh sticks even knives you're like look i ain't trying to fucking kill anyone i'm not trying to stab anyone i'm not trying to sword fight anyone i appreciate that this is part of the knowledge you would like to impart on to me however i feel that there's very very little real life practice that i can use do have i ever been attacked by an assailant where i felt like a sword would be necessary no i do like the short sticks like practicing with two sticks that was fun because i mean that's practical if you're out somewhere 10 people try and jump you you can break off like see a stick for snap and have start hit you know if you had to i could see some practicality but as for sword training if there's no practical real life usage for that like, i know but that's why it's called martial arts i guess but i'm just it, that part of it never intrigued me that much yeah. because i was like yeah okay cool that like i'm that's cool but I'm never going to probably pick up a sword and have a sword fight with a person mm-hmm. and sword fights aren't as glamorous as like the movies make them out to be. Someone's getting fingers chopped off in the first 10 seconds. And it's pretty much over after that. That's just how sword fights work. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And uh, also I do think that if you watch like a sword fight, there's like a level of intensity that you just don't otherwise have like lightsaber battles. Like you look at samurai movies, like all of that stuff. Like there's just, it's just so of- like, hokey though because none of that's like legit 
it's not how it works you know like in actual sword fighting you're not like dancing around like fencing is a dance like it's a, a sport you're going for points mm-hmm. but like a, a sword fight's over really quick yeah I, even two masters it's over quick oh, that makes sense but anyways yeah that's my sword talk for the day yeah. i also wanted to give out another shout out uh long time listener of the podcast my friend dr Brittany umer is celebrating a birthday today um as of this recording so when she hears it on monday it's belated but i'm doing it on the actual day so second Brittany, happy birthday happy birthday she is the wife of uh my buddy Josh that helped write the theme song and the email jingle we have. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking dope. I love that email jingle. And if you want to hear the email jingle, you got to send us emails. So please, uh, fans of two sides of the story, send us your fan emails. Give us, it's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. It's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Also hit us up on the Instagram, TikTok at two sides of the story pod. And then if you can leave comments and leave five stars on our uh, Apple podcast, it really helps us out because then whenever we put a theme out, uh, whether let's say Star Trek Discovery and we we're going to put out five stars, we'll be like a number one search podcast. If someone's like, I want to listen to something about Star Trek, boom, they'll find us. So yeah, please do. Please do, everyone. Yeah. Very valid point you bring up, sir. Yeah, great, so. great email plug. We miss the emails. We love it when people give us emails. We've yeah. had some pretty good participation from our fans, which is nice. Like Uncle John, Kieran, Mark has sent us a few emails. Yeah, anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. We miss you. But no, again, if you guys want to hit us up and like engage in the conversation or even talk a little bit of shit. Like, I don't even mind that. Just be like, no. you guys talk too much about fucking Star Trek. <laughs> and you relax with it. Like, it's just <laughs> anything at all. It's welcome. That's for sure. Yeah. Any topics you think we should be talking about, bring it up to. Yeah. That's, that's much appreciated. That's for sure. So, uh, well, as we're the 11th today, I'm assuming you're really deep in your movie watching of uh, Christmas movies and Christmas shows. Where are you at? Um, well, I have Elf lined up that I got to watch right away here, which is pretty good. I've watched quite a few um, notable ones, Home Alone. Um, what else? I don't know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I can't think of the ones that I've watched off the top of my head because there's been a few. But uh, also hockey mixed in. You know what I mean? Work. It's yeah. it's got it's got some room to grow still. We'll say I have yeah. to watch Elf. That's an essential. I do enjoy the Christmas movies that are just movies that happen to be around Christmas. And they have nothing to do with actual Christmas, like Die Hard. Yeah, it's I love it. It's, I do watch it every Christmas. Yeah. Um, Die Hard 1 and 2. Uh, I just watched uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You ever see that movie? No, never heard of it. It is fantastic. It is Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer in this uh, and Michelle Monaghan in this um Hollywood actor murder mystery thing that doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense and it's wonderful. Interesting. Quite the description. Yeah. <laughs> like Robert Danny Jr. plays like a thief in New York that somehow accidentally becomes an actor in Hollywood and then witnesses a crime and then becomes this whole fucking thing and pretends he's a detective while learning from Val Kilmer, who's an actual detective. It's a whole fucking thing. And it's something like the best dialogue in a film 
I've ever seen. Like Kevin Smith level dialogue. Interesting. And my favorite line in the movie is Val Kilmer's yelling at Robert Downey Jr. He goes, you know what? If you looked at the word uh, idiot in the dictionary, you know what you find? You know, you know what you'd fucking find? Robert Downey is like a picture of me. No, the definition, the definition, which you fucking are. <laughs> just great fucking dialogue. Yeah, that's very good. I it's like more that. helpful I when I don't that. butcher it, but hey, I thought you did just fine. Yeah, thank you. No, and then, cool. and then I just took down Batman Returns, which we can all agree is a fair assessment of a Christmas film. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's definitely set at the time of the season, right? Yeah. So yeah, and then and then I started watching Fat Man, where with Mel Gibson being Santa I'm excited. Claus, I'm excited cat, to see that. Yeah, with the kid that hired a contract killer to take on Santa <laughs> for giving that him. Sounds so good. Yeah. Hey, have you checked out yet? I believe I told you about it, but I might have neglected to tell you about it. Eight bit. I saw it on Crave. What is yeah. that? What is it? It's a apparently a story of when original Nintendo was coming out, which is an 8-bit system. And it's this little boy who wants that for Christmas and will do any shenanigans he needs to do to get it. And Neil Patrick Harris is the kid grown up telling the story to his kid. Okay. So it's just, it looks fucking awesome. I watched like a, a commercial for it on YouTube yeah. and I was like, oh man, I need to see that. And I thought it was going to theaters and then I realized it was on Crave already. And I'm like, I am some excited for a new Christmas movie I haven't seen. It looks nice. damn yeah. good. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it the old Christmas. You'll love it. I know you will. I, yeah. I saw it. It's like set in the 80s. How could you not love it? Yeah. And then I just watched, like I just finished up Santa Inc. Did you find that? Did you get all... On on Crave, no, I haven't seen Santa's. No, <clears throat> Santa Inc. It's uh, again. I've been talking about it for a few episodes now. With um, the show is this that show you were talking yeah, about? Seth Seth Rogen voicing. Oh Santa right, yeah. Sarah Silverman plays this elf, and it's it's so crude, and there's so much backstabbing, and it's it's awesome. I might give it a try. Yeah, I'd I've been it. off and on a breaks of the Seth Rogen for a while, but maybe I'll give him a go again. It's been a while. Yeah. And then I was thinking about renting the night before. The night before is a great Christmas movie, and I also really like Office Christmas Party. Yeah, like that. Those yeah, are... you were telling me about those. I believe yeah. one of our last episodes. They yeah. sounded interesting. I'm a big fan of those for like crude comedy slash Christmas Christmas fun. Vibe. Fun to mix your loves. Exactly, a little double dose here and there. That's what I like about Christmas movies too. Is you don't have to have your atypical Christmas movie like what we're seeing with Hawkeye as well. We're getting like a little glimpse at a different state of Christmas while the action is happening. Do you think that with the success of Hawkeye, every year we can ex- expect a different Marvel series to be <laughs> around Christmas? I don't think they'll go to that extent just for the sake of doing it, but it wouldn't hurt to throw a tidbit in if it gets released around now, right? Well, no, exactly. They'll save it for every couple uh, shows. So... Did, I don't know if we talked about this. Did we yet confirm on the podcast that it's now official that Charlie Cox is in the MCU or something? Yeah, uh, Kevin Feige. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but I don't think Kevin we did. Feige said Charlie Cox is coming back to the MCU. Yeah, and into awesome. it, really. No. Uh, it's fucking awesome. I'm hoping, like, there's a lot of rumors. There's so many rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so, I'd be so happy to see Charlie Cox as... Spider-Man's lawyer, because that, that's a thing that actually happened, right? Yeah. And then if that means Charlie Cox 
is back as Daredevil. Would that mean Vincent D'Onofrio is back as uh, Wilson Fisk? Very easily, and not just that, too. I want to see The Punisher again. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, Shane, Shane from Walking Dead. You know? Yeah, yeah, John B- Bernthal. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. He's he's great. Like he's a great actor. I, he's uh, the Punisher. He to me now he's the Punisher. He played I, that role. I'll go back to Thomas Jane. I I think that guy did such a wonderful job. Really, he was like the cleanest of them all. I feel like he wasn't rough around the edges enough. No, that Punisher is yeah. a psychopath. Like ultimately, right? Well, he he's vengeance based. He's a psycho, though. Well, he's he's not really a psycho, though. Yeah, he's like they killed his wife and kids, and now he's like, I'm going to kill every last one of you. That's he's exactly lost. He's what the 2004 Punisher was. Yeah, but he's just like, he. I feel like he's softer. Any of softer. the other Punishers would kill well, him in head to hand. He melted a guy's face with like a fucking dessert. Yeah, it was kind of cool, yeah. With a dessert, you know. It, I feel like you're just being picky for the sake of being fucking picky. No, I really enjoyed that movie, too. I'm not gonna lie, and, and I've liked almost every incarnation of it. I did enjoy the Warzone one. I enjoyed the. I never saw the Warzone one. No, it was a good watch. It was different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was bummed that I was bummed that Thomas Jane didn't come back. Me too. I, but then, like, there was that clip that Thomas Jane did. Like, it was like a YouTube video of him kind of back as the Punisher, like a day in the life, like the. I don't know. It, like that's what I like about the internet. You find all these like weird things that have happened. Like speaking of like Christmas before, there was a thing where Macaulay Culkin uh, as Kevin McAllister is like an Uber driver who's just a stressed, uh, stressed out fucking dude based on the childhood traumas of almost being murdered by that's two funny. by and parents left behind by his parents twice, and then being abandoned by his parents not once yeah. but twice. So it's just that's funny. I like that. I love those little tidbits that lend to other fan bases. You know what I mean? When you see something and you're like, that's fucking awesome. Have you heard of the Home Alone Lego set yet? Have I heard of it? No, but I'm sure it exists. Well, they just recently released it. It's like $350 from the Lego store, but it's sold out. So it's like $500 or $600 now. But it's like a gigantic fucking house that opens up and has all the perks of the house and the show. But... um. It's three hundred fifty fucking dollars, and it's a commitment. Like to display something like you better really fucking love Christmas time and have like other shit to display. I don't know. It's a yeah. big commitment to me. Um, about Home Alone, did you uh, were, were, did you watch the latest one that came out? No, I've seen one and two. Yeah, I maybe watched the third one, but it was fucking shitty, so I didn't go any further with it. Scarlett Johansson's in that. Really, that's funny. Yeah. Must have been young. Yeah, she was. She she's been doing like she's been doing like young acting for like a little while. She used to do this bit on Conan when she was like a like a twelve year old. They bring her in because she was the spelling bee champion, and then they'd be like, "Spell this word," and then she'd misspell it, and then like Andy Richter's like, "She misspelled that word," and Conan's like, "Fucking relax, she's just a kid." But like she's a spelling bee champion, I feel like she should be able to spell these words. That's it's funny. Like, yeah. But uh, no, so Scarlett Johansson's in that. Um, but there was one that was released just for Disney Plus, and uh, I think I'm gonna jump into that kind of soon. What is it like? Is it just like a same kind of story, but Macaulay Culkin's not in it? I'm assuming, yeah. It's like Home Sweet Home Alone, and uh, it's just another take on the story. Nice. Why won't this is what bothers me? 
why won't they give us Macaulay Culkin back for another home alone? Let him be like a 25 year old who just did mushrooms well, and one, acid. And there's, 40. Yeah, but let him be like, oh, he can play a 25 year old, so he still looks good. So make him do like drugs. I'm thinking hallucinogens, mushrooms, and then have people try and break into his house at Christmas time. And he fucks with them like, because that's how you could kind of become a kid again by doing some kind of hallucinogen that it would lend to the story. Because if you're just an adult, like well, it's... For one, the big reason why they won't do that because uh, fucking Disney owns it now. So yeah, that won't right. happen. Never mind. I changed <laughs> my mind. It's over. I let it die. <laughs> like, I don't know what it would take to have Disney do a a pro drug enthusiast movie. That's but, true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's anytime soon, buddy. I kind of wanted to tell you about something like completely, completely off topic, but it just kind of popped into my head. I meant to tell you about it. Yeah. It's kind of a cool fact. And so, like, as you know, you know, this podcast has been us getting to know each other and all that kind of stuff because there's a lot of cousins out there that, you know, we don't really know that well and we'd like to get to know. So, yeah. my dad, <clears throat> um, as you know, there was the four boys, Jack, Larry, um, Roddy, Steve, and then Chris and Mike, your dad and your uncle were born. But June and Ken also had Mark or Kim and then Mark. So two other brothers. Right. And so my other my uncle Mark died, I think, when he was like in his mid 30s. Like, unfortunately, he committed suicide, which is like really rough and you know it took a lot out of my dad having had that happen right but he had young kids and recently one of those kids reached out to my dad and said hey like I think you might be my uncle and so I actually got his name off of Facebook and re reached out to him as well and said hey man like you know so me and him have been talking back and forth now and it's something that's cool like you know this relationship this podcast has kind of lit a fire in me to yeah. Not only know you like we've met, you know, we've met, but now there's other family members that are out there that like, you know, you're not related necessarily to this uh, fella, but your friends like you're related through the cousin circle of like where if we yeah. brought him into the circle of cousins that were meeting like you could be an extra cousin that you have and in, in a way yeah. like through not through blood, but through relation. Right. Yeah. It was kind of an interesting like thing to um, learn and to like, you know, communicate with another cousin and it's like this has kind of spawned those kind of things to happen to where I'm like, shit, like my cousin Thomas, that I can say those words, my cousin Thomas and I have a good relationship and I can make these relationships with other cousins. I don't know yet too. Yeah. You know? Well, that was the beautiful thing about, we just recorded the Paul episode, which was like, I, I, I had a lot of fun doing that one. Yeah. And then what sparked from that episode was now we have a sides cousin group chat. Exactly. And it's so cool. Like I'm just, proud that i'm getting to know you guys like having the podcast with paul this morning we had a couple hours in between now we're recording this one <clears throat> excuse me and it was amazing like mm -hmm. i i felt lifted up afterwards like it's my cousin you know yeah. what i mean and looking yeah. at him looking at you and looking at myself through the screens like through this call it was interesting as hell to see certain similarities of paul like i said to him he has my dad's blue eyes like to a t i was like yeah. holy shit like it's cool, man. I'm I'm enjoying every aspect of the ride. Yeah. Are you a little bit jealous that you didn't get those? No, I love my green eyes. I have beautiful green <laughs> eyes. When you stare into them, you can't help but look away. It's like captivating. The uh the computer screen does not do them justice. No, it's yeah, I it's far away. 
no. far away. When you really get in there, you, you can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just want to say, like, having Paul on was like, a, for me, it was I really enjoyed it. Give me a second here. I'm going to just turn on uh, some lights. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but yeah, no, so as I was saying, um, having Paul on was really great. Um, it was, no, it was a cool way to like, not only just introduce you guys, but like also like point out the fact like you guys have a lot more in common than you guys even know that you do. For sure. And like, I know that Paul's not like the nerdy guy that you and I have in common, but he is like the workhorse. He's the outdoorsman. He's the guy that works with his hands and stuff, For which sure. you are. And like, I think it's a side straight. Like we're all kind of grunt workers when it comes down to it. Yeah. Manly men. Yeah, no, it's funny with stuff like that. Like I've said to you too, with us both being sports fans as well and nerds, we can relate to so many different people through the passions that we have. Like we can probably sit with any guy anywhere in any bar and have a good conversation with them because we like so many different aspects of life. Yeah. No, it's fun. It was really cool to meet him. And like we'd met just very briefly it through a call online for our hockey pool. Mm -hmm. Never have we like sat and been like, Hey man, hey man, it was cool. Like, seems like a great dude, like, which I expected, obviously. So I'm happy. I'm excited. And it also sparked cool things like I want to do with the, like, uh, we mentioned, like, doing the Calgary Stampede. So we get, like, you to drive down and then we'll fly in and then exactly have a fucking weekend of just like cowboy debauchery. And yeah. then, like, it'd be a, a cool thing to do. Just get like, and slowly but surely, like, develop the cousins and stuff. Like, exactly. Allison's already in uh, Calgary, so we can do stuff like get her involved somehow, or her, her and her husband. Or definitely, yeah. It's just it's so much fun to like you know start building these memories. You and me have this podcast, which now we're getting the memories of episodes with our family. Like you said, it'll be on the internet forever. Yeah. And now this is just starting points. This is like the building blocks to the future of us having those moments. Yeah. And then it creates like by doing shit, it's going to create content for us to talk about and things of just of that nature. Like that doesn't hurt too. No, exactly. Like when the world goes back to normal, would I like to fly into Edmonton for a convention with you and Kieran? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I want to do, like this baseball thing I was talking to you about, about what I want to do with Paul because like he loves watching live baseball. I'd fucking go with him to like Denver or Arizona or Texas for definitely a couple games in a weekend. That'd be fucking dope. It's fun to these lines that we're drawing because like the thought of having as many of the uncles, dads in the room as possible and as many of the cousins as possible, like almost having a sides reunion one day and like i would love to be able to look around the room and see a bunch of sides you know what i mean like we're getting there we've had our moments like you me and jen have gone out and you know you came to my dad's 65th birth or 60th birthday was it 60 60th yeah he just turned 65 this year so must have been 60th but like things like that like that was cool you know what i mean seeing i haven't had a lot of opportunities in my life to look around and be like wow, there's a lot of sides in the room, you know, mm-hmm. and it's cool that we're getting there. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a very rare occurrence. And like, we're all still very scattered from one end of the country yeah. to the other. Right. But then there are moments when we're a lot closer, like Michelle's in Edmonton. If you really wanted to, you guys could just call each other up, but you know, definitely. You got to give me your contact information. Cause well, she she's in the group chat. 
Oh, nice. Okay. I was going to say she doesn't have Facebook, right? So yeah. I lost, like, we had gone out a couple times with Jen, and I'd like to go have, I, I think, your sister and her husband or, to be great people. David, yeah. Michelle, amazing people. I'd love yeah. to have them in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. So just when we have that, like, that was a big part about putting this group chat together. Like, like it was an amazing thing. Like, Allison gets in touch with me whenever she's in montreal and she's like nice. are you in montreal and i'm like yeah man i am she's like cool i'm in from this day to this day let's get together That's and like awesome. i do the same thing like if i'm ever i can't not go to toronto and then not tell deanna and paul and like that whole family that i'm coming for sure and you like travel a lot which is nice and like yeah. you know it, it's i'm gonna get my travel bug going one of these days and start yeah. bouncing around a little bit if i find myself in one of those cities I would definitely mention that too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to be here. If you're able to, if you're free, yeah. let's do it. You know, Allison and uh, is just in Calgary. You know, it's three hours. I, I do yeah. go there sometimes and just. And, 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 and we did line. that too. When like you and I went and saw Jay and Simon Bob get old. Yeah. Like, it was in Calgary. And then we I reached out to Allison going like, Sean and I are going to go to Calgary for this thing. Would you like to meet up beforehand for like a beer and dinner? And then boom, like that was what we did. That was amazing, yeah. yeah. And that was the first time I met Allison in person, which is crazy too. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, it's crazy that we don't, we never have these bonds. But like, but also, it's awesome that we're kind of taking it upon ourselves to create. For sure. And every like, interaction too, like you, me, and Allison sat in that bar and we're discussing Buffy for like forty-five minutes. You know, at one point, you know what I mean? It's like we're all. I don't mean to sound like condescending. Everyone I've met in the side sounds, they're fucking cool. Yeah. I like them. They're cool people. They're good people. Yeah. And it's a great thing that we got going on here. Like, I think this podcast has kind of sparked a whole bunch of like reconnecting and whatnot. Like what you were saying before of just like reaching out to a cousin you have from uh, your step grandfather. Yeah. Step grandfather. Yeah. So, um, and like, I'm all for that. Like, and, and then we're putting together this size group chat. Tell Jen and Josh to get a fucking WhatsApp and yeah. have them be a part of it. Like, for sure. all I want this to be is like, it doesn't have to be a, like an everyday. Oh, no. Like communication, but I would love it for to become this whole. How you guys doing? Merry Christmas. Like, hey, uh, and you put it in the group chat instead of like, hey, I'm I'm, I'm in this town for the yeah. first few days. If you're uh, if like could say uh, i'm in edmonton so i go michelle sean jen josh i'm in town like let's all get together for dinner and then people can see that and then like allison can be like oh i'm in calgary like let me make the trip down and then like i'll join in and then we can put like family pictures and stuff like like there there's like falling outs to like the the errors of our fathers yeah and and like i i would rather just not acknowledge that and just create our own thing exactly and that's what we've done here like with the memories already that we've made it's fucking awesome like i'm loving life in that aspect you know what i mean and and i want more i'm addicted now i'm addicted to my cousins yeah (laughs) we can get you into a meeting or something yeah i don't know if i can get help and and like uncle sparky has stepkids and i would like it if they got involved too like oh yeah for sure and you know eventually like have them feel included and all that so like i'm still developing a relationship with i think well with sydney and i can't remember 
the son's name. Fuck. Come on, Thomas. You got this. <sighs> Sorry, I just don't have it. I, I'm the worst right now. But but I would like to be in a position where A, I know his name, and yeah. B, that he feels like he's a part of the family. Regardless if not knowing the name, let me just clear this up. Um, the fact that you thought of him, that's beautiful in itself. The rest will come with time. Yeah, I feel terrible. I can't remember his name. <laughs> you can edit this out if you want, but it's funny if you leave it in. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that was like the beautiful thing. So like, I, I think it's weird that we're reflecting on the Paul episode before we release it. But uh, I don't uh, think it's weird. I think it's fun because like, like a fun little preview of like what what like what was like it was exactly. A nice, it's a nice little thing. Like we're gonna keep it on the back burner for now because like we could we still have a time to like do a regular schedule programming until. But like I like to hold on to these like special guest episodes for when you know we're both swamped with like life and work and bullshit. pretty much. No, it's a good thing to have them in the backlog, which we've done with all of our guest episodes so far. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, no, it's it's fun. I appreciated the uh, thank you for connecting us with Paul today. It was fun. Thanks for coming on when Paul hears this one because yeah. he might listen to it. Well, he will. He says he's an avid listener. Yeah. And then, like he gave me shit for not having him on before Deanna. I'm like, listen, <laughs> buddy, all right. I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a good time. Good time for sure. Indeed. Good stuff, good sir. What do you got going on this week upcoming? Oh, I got another couple shifts. Uh, I'm going through this thing of uh, so because I work in the airline industry, I have to have like a security pass, but my security pass hasn't been sent in yet, and it's been like three months. Jesus. And so I've been using temporary passes from when I was in Vancouver. And now I'm in uh, Fredericton. Right. Uh, I'm using temporary passes, and it's kind of start to like affect like opportunities so because uh montreal is so busy in a hub they're reaching out to uh, fredericton employees if there's people that want to like relocate from one time for like three weeks you can work in the montreal uh airport for like three weeks and then air can uh, my company's gonna put you up in a hotel and i've already said i work for Air canada it's fine Fuck yeah me. i don't it's all good yeah, cats out of the fucking bag. Anyway, yeah, you do. put you up in a hotel and then uh, you just, you know, shuttle in and out of work. Uh-oh. And then you get a per diem for your like. That's pretty like interesting opportunity. Yeah. But the, the problem I'm having right now is because like my security pass, I checked it out, checked on it online. It says it's been being processed since like September 3rd. Fuck. We're December 11th. Like, yeah. Like what the actual fuck? That's funny. So yeah, with this like security pass being on like limbo and stuff, it's stopping me from doing the being like relocated to Montreal for a few weeks, which I think would be dope. Where you know, I can see friends and family for like a little while, and then I have my job, and then super it, cool, yeah. yeah. But because of this whole thing, it's just taking its sweet time. So I like had like a half an hour call with a manager yesterday, going like, I don't know, man. Like this is kind of out of my hands. Like I only get it when I get it. But it would be swell if, like, I was told that you had, like, an in with these people. So maybe you can, like, help speed up the process <laughs> or shake someone down. Like, I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, where I'm at with that. 
aside from that, like everything else is pretty cool. Like I like a lot of like the coworkers I got here. Everyone's super friendly. Um, I still got to like make friends while I'm here. Cause there's like days off where I'm just like, all my errands are done. <laughs> what do I do? And I just like, if I, my cousin's busy, then like, I've literally have like, don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, that comes with time, you know, yeah. like-minded people are out there for sure. You'll start bumping into them. Coworkers <laughs> are always a fun place to start. And then, yeah. Like, again, like I've only been here a month and so takes time. Yeah, exactly. And plus like it's Christmas. I'm, I'm not really big on the bar scene around Christmas. Cause all no. my money goes towards like, I still have bills to pay, but also I got a good <laughs> Christmas present. So pretty much. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. That's cool though. It's nice to have a bit of downtime too, to just do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. So that's cool. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I got like a lot, like I was saying, I got a bunch of Christmas shopping and shit to do still. I might actually go out today, go to Wem, go hit up a few stores. Yeah. It's going to go around the corner to the old Wem. Yeah, yeah. I got to go to the coin store. I should probably stop at the Lego store to look at the cool shit. You, uh, you, you know, know it's Christmas shopping for other people, not for yourself, eh? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Not again. <laughs> I have to do this every year. Fuck. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no. Uh, I think it's important to buy yourself a unique gift at Christmas time as well, because when you buy a lot of gifts for everyone else, I feel like you need to love yourself a bit too. I agree. I give myself a Christmas present every year. Me too. Yeah. It's nice. Um, but like, I also like, I always, do you ever get disappointed when like people get you a present? Like, I think you would enjoy this. And it's just like, that happens. Yeah. Why did you think that I would like this? <laughs> for sure. Like what, what about me said, I, I need this in my life. You're freaking me out a little bit right now. I hope this isn't a precursor to our Christmas episode when we do the gift <laughs> exchange. And I'm like, you're like, this is you talking to me from the future. Like you built a time machine to come back to throw this in before you got your gift. No, man. <laughs> this is like, like, I'm just fucking with you, but I know what yeah, you mean. I'm sure you did just fine. Like these are like, like I had to ask my mom to stop buying me clothes. Because there's clothes that I would never ever wear, and like, <laughs> that's a funny point. And, for and, sure. and it got to a point where I just like, this, if I don't say something, this is just going to keep happening. I went, yeah, like, you have to be honest with people. Yeah, and I went like, listen, mom, I appreciate the effort here, but I don't know what you think I wear when you're not around. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, it's never the things that you buy me. I find so, it funny with what you're saying right now like that's fucking hilarious just saying yeah like i just never i i, so I think you would look at me i go i don't give a shit mom I, <laughs> it's not about what you think it's about like what i would want and that's how i look at gifts for you yeah. i don't go uh i i go i think you would like this based on this this and the next thing for sure i don't go I, in my opinion, I wish that you wore these things more. So I'm going to do that because that, that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I like that because, like, I've had that experience too in the past with people buying me clothes and shit. And I'm like, I like, I never wear it. I never, but I can say this Crystal is fucking on point. Every piece of clothing that she buys me, I was skeptical, like, certain things I was skeptical about at first. 
And then that item became the most favorite thing that I had of that variety in my wardrobe. Like sometimes you meet people that just hit it on the head every time with that kind of stuff. And that's awesome when you find the opposite side of that spectrum. Yeah. Like, like it's never been a secret, but then like, I just went like, you know, there's a Cabela's in Edmonton, like get Michelle, give me something from there because I love that shit. Carhartt, my jam, Uh, flannel shirts, my favorite. Uh, I like roots hoodies and toques. Like you want to give me something like that? Super appreciated. I would love it. But then if you come at me where you go like, so I got you this Ralph Lauren polo. And I went like, <laughs> who's this for? That's funny. Like every gift I get about some for someone is based on the fact that I know this about you and I know this about you. And because of these things, I think you would like. Definitely. I think that's safe. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, I know, just like Michelle, super complicated to shop for because she just does her stuff on her own. And so I got to like really think outside of the box. And then, you know, you could get them for their beautiful home, which they don't have. While I was there, I saw they might listen to this episode and then it kind of ruins the idea. But you know what I bet they love? A puppy. Get them a puppy, Thomas. Who doesn't love a puppy? Can you imagine? They'd fucking kill you. They would. They would 100% kill me. Um, and like, I, I, have you ever gotten like something like that as a gift? No, never. The closest I've ever come, and maybe I've talked about it on the podcast, but um, a buddy of mine, his dad owns a pet store. Right. And I remember once he got us a fish tank for Christmas. <laughs> That's the worst gift. <laughs> Who does that? Well, it was just, but it's hilarious because funny. we didn't have fish. So it's not like, I know you guys just got fish. <laughs> it didn't come fast. with a fish. I thought it would come with a fish. No, he just gave us a Mickey Mouse fish tank. Huh. Interesting. And just went, yeah, go get some fish, motherfucker. <laughs> this is like a like an obligation of a gift. Like it's not a yeah. gift. It's more like a challenge. It's like here's something that's really complicated to take care of, and if you don't do it right, you're gonna kill everything that's inside of it that you have to pay for to get. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Yeah. And like we were kids, so like we went out to the local pet store, got a pair of goldfish. One lasted a week, the other one lasted like eight and a half years. Yeah. Oh wow. That's crazy. a long fucking life. Yeah. Well, then it was a great gift because it lasted yeah. fucking eight years. Yeah. Which is like it's interesting. It's just it's odd, it's an odd thing going like I know you don't have these, and it's funny you didn't ask. But here's an aquarium. I would like <laughs> I would like to buy someone a parrot that lives to like 120 years. Like someone that I know, but I don't really like all that much. But if they can't know that I don't like them and I still have to pretend like I like them. I'd like to get someone like that. I just said like like 40 fucking times in that sentence. Yeah, it's okay. As long as you're hearing yourself say it, it's fine. But I would care to get them a parrot because it would be a funny like. That is, my na- that is my nightmare. Birds and doors is my biggest fear. It's, <laughs> it's unnatural and I don't give two fucks for it. If yeah. you're flying near my head, that needs to be stopped. I, That's weird. People that yeah. let birds loose, keep them in a cage. Yeah, but like also birds aren't meant to be in cages. That's why I'm okay with the deal of what we have with outdoors. Here's infinite space, birds. You take them and you take all the space you need. You just don't go anywhere near my fucking head. 
And that's then, a good thing. But I have friends that have had birds, and the, like they whenever they let them out, that bird decides it'll be the best place to fucking fly by. Thomas's fucking head, and I hate it, and I want to kill every fucking pet bird I've ever come across. That's funny. I will say this: like I went to elementary and early junior high with this kid, and his mother worked for like an animal rescue, yeah. and they had an injured owl that came in like a snow owl and so she had it in a cage in her house while they were nursing it back to health and it was really neat to be that close to a wild animal like that like they had it for i think three months while its wing healed and like both of them said that it was like an absolute hoot to have it so it it was interesting tell me this show so you can say that dumb joke sorry what dumb joke tell me that just so you can say it was that that dumb joke it's a true story though I did tell you that just so I could say that part and I built it up long enough because I wanted to insert it right in the right spot. But yeah. Is that a true story? Yeah. Yeah. That's a true okay. story. At least it's a true story. Yeah. I didn't make that it. Wasn't, if that was just like some fake story that you went like, I got a good hoot pun. I'm going to try on it. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. You can take that. I, I, and- <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm capable of doing that. I know you are. Yeah, it's fair. Like, <laughs> but this time it was a real story. It was just. Yeah. I just want us to be on the same page of like, you know what? If that's how you're going to operate, you can just kind of like go fuck yourself. Hey, you don't have to get all owly about it, okay? Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, like that one even hurt me. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. No, I didn't. No one asked for it. <laughs> Do not bring it here, man. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of like weird Christmas gifts, like I told like mine of like the aquarium. Do you ever receive like a really weird gift? Hmm. Honestly, most of the people that buy gifts for me know me and they get me good gifts. Like I have, I'm trying to rack my brain right now for something where I was like, okay, there's like, uh, yeah i don't know i can't think of anything like i've received a few presents from old ladies when i was younger like something from avon like not like like a, a shampoo or something like your birthday they bring you a little basket full of shit and i'm like avon shampoo that's kind of fucked up probably not going to use that like something an old lady thinks they're buying something nice for you mm-hmm. but it's avon that they bought through for you mm-hmm. and it, i don't know that kind of shit colognes that don't hit yeah, but as for weird gifts, I can't say that I've ever really gotten a weird gift. Right on. Um, yeah, no, the for me, like I, I love that aquarium story because it's like not just a gift, but it's a burden. And like I, I've held on to that. Um but yeah, aside from that, like nothing like crazy like stand out. Like the woman that lives with my grandfather, she's like the worst at buying us gifts. And I told the story about the ex-girlfriend whose parents just bought me a bunch of crap one year. Yeah. Like, like I'm happy to be a part of it, but like, but also like they got the exact same. Like it made sense to get me crap because I am the new boyfriend. I shouldn't even get anything. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. But with the fact that they got the exact same thing for their kids as well, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, it just means like we don't give two fucks about our children. <laughs> also, here's some random crap we found online. Go fuck yourselves. My stepbrother and I, like Mark, who's a couple years older than me, one year we were living together at the time. I think I was 18. He was 20. (laughs) And we were like, let's go in on gifts for everyone. We're the fucking like, you know, young partiers, like no one's expecting much from us. So we went to, I think, Canadian Tire. We walked right in and there was lava lamps. 
And we were like, perfect. Let's fucking buy everyone we know a lava lamp. And so we like put 15 lava lamps in the cart and everyone that year got a lava lamp for Christmas. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) There was uh, that ex I was just telling you about on her dad's side of the family. They had like a, a secret Santa gift exchange kind of thing. Yeah. The theme was liquid. Interesting. What I wanted to buy and what my ex disallowed right away is I wanted to get lube. I thought that would be the amazing. I thought that would be the funniest fucking gift in the world. Yeah. Ended up getting them was. What did I end up getting? It's like an olive oil or some shit. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. It became this like weird game. I don't even remember what I got out of this. It was just a weird game of we you got liquid and all that so like part of me wanted to be like you know what i'll get like the box of uh windshield washer fluid because you can get like 25 yeah. bucks you get and then you're set for windshield washer fluid for the winter like that's a, that's fucking a good dumb, one yeah but no like it was just like a weird weird thing to do it was just it was an interesting way of doing things i don't mind those kind of things but the gift exchanges like where you steal someone's gift or you pick a new one. And like, I don't know. I like it better when you each get a person to shop for, and then you kind of give them an idea of what you might like that year. I don't mind that arrangement. I I like the stealing, but I like, if we're going to play the stealing game, give everyone a chance to steal. I remember a couple of years ago, I was doing the Chinese gift exchange uh, at my aunts and uncles. And I got stuck with Settlers Catan. I'm sure I told the story before. Yeah, yeah. And they were just like, when I got, I was the last pick, and that's fine. But like, they just kind of ended the game. Yeah, that's fucked up. If like, you're the last, you get the best pick. You get the pick of the cream of the crop. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Like, I want to steal those fucking sunglasses. Why yeah. do I get stuck with this fucking game that I haven't even opened two and a half years later? Or for sure, two years later. Like, this is bullshit. And the person who like is in the group but buys like something that's clearly or got something free that's clearly not in the price range and you end up getting stuck with that shitty person's shitty gift. Yeah. That sucks to be that guy too. Yeah. Like I got like uh, the gift I gave out, like I was super proud of. It was the Snoop Dogg cookbook with a waffle maker. That's sweet. Yeah, you can't yeah, go wrong. It was with like that. a $75. Um, like that's how much you have to spend and I was just super down with it I thought that was yeah. awesome yeah that's a good one and but then like I got stuck with Sellers Catan I'm like Ugh. like I, I can hear Kieran going no it's an awesome game Thomas you gotta <laughs> I was gonna say it myself but I was like I'll just let him have it I haven't played Settlers of Catan I have played Star Trek Catan fucking awesome that's Is a it good the game. same I don't know I never played it so I can't tell you okay but yeah so that's kind of where I'm out with that, but like I kind of like I kind of do my best to give like the best possible gift I can give. Like, yeah, I'm happy with the first like little thing I got you, and then I gotta find something else that goes with it. I feel like you will hopefully like what I got you, but I it's a crapshoot too because you know this is part. This is our first like gift exchange. You know what I mean? This is the initial. So as the years go on, it'll get better every year. I'm sure because we'll come up with ideas throughout the year. We just kind of like last minute. We're like, let's fucking do this, and then. You know, yeah, I'm excited that we did. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll figure this all th- this whole thing out, and I think it's gonna be dope, no matter what uh what we get going on here. Oh yeah. All right, Sean. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up this week, eh? Yeah, I think we've been rambling on pretty good. Yeah, uh, I just want to remind everyone 
that please uh, hit us up on the email at the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Instagram at two sides of the story pod and on TikTok at the exact same uh, name, two sides of the story pod. Uh, also, if you want to give us five star rating on Apple, that's super fucking helpful for everything we do going forward. Uh, leave a, a review and all that stuff. All that stuff really helps us out going forward. And um, even if like, I just want to say too, even if, you know, you already have, but your significant other hasn't, your children, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, grab their phone. Say, I want to do something quickly. Take their phone, hit five stars, hit like, even download an episode on their phone. We don't mind. You go ahead and you get them into it for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spread the word and all that stuff. Um, so with all that being said, uh, this has been Two Sides of Story this week. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been Another Side of the Story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.